Okay, hello and welcome to the podcast today. We have got, I've got guest with me, Ben Carlion. He works at Real Bodies and he's, we're going to be talking about all things fitness today. Um, we're going to be asking each other questions and all things fitness based. So Ben, do you want to introduce yourself quickly? Yeah, hi guys. Um, thanks actually for having me on. Really looking forward to it. Um, I'm just another local PT to Haverhill, Suffolk area. And um, me and Ashley just sort of decided to join on for a bit of a collaboration. So very excited for this one, guys. Yeah, we're going to talk about all things sort of fitness. Um, I know that you've got some specifications that you are qualified in. So my first question to you is how did you get into the industry and what qualifications have you got and things like that? Yeah, sure thing. Um, So originally I was a plumber for about five years. Um, And quite frankly, that made me miserable. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with plumbing, but it just wasn't for me. I didn't enjoy it. And I was thinking, you are far too young to be like dreading going to work. Um, I was like, it will only get worse. So I've always had a massive passion for the fitness industry. Um, I've always, like, before I even qualified in personal training, I used to go to lectures and seminars on nutrition. I was a bit of a nerd about it all anyway. It was a massive hobby of mine. Um, I thought, you know what? Take the leap and just have a complete career change. I couldn't have gone more opposite. Yeah, I was going to say, it's really opposite, isn't it? (laughs) I know. Yeah, it's mad. People, when they hear it, they just laugh and they're like, what a random change to make. But, um... Yeah, I've never, never looked back. And um, in terms of sort of qualifications, we've got like the obvious level three PT. I'm currently doing my level four as well, um, studying that in nutrition. But my main one is... all around the female menstrual cycle from pre-puberty to post-menopause. Yeah. Um, I found that fascinating. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're kind of my qualifications at the minute and hopefully keep on getting some, to be honest. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think that's really interesting because a lot of women, we find actually when we're sort of on our cycle, there's specific times that we are not strong enough in the gym. Like I know that I've been one week and been able to lift a certain amount and then the next week it's been you know I can't lift that or I feel rubbish you know because of the cycle and I think a lot of us don't realize that it's so important that it It does affect us I mean your physiology changes week to week and it's so difficult I mean us us men have it so much easier um and I noticed that very very early on um but yeah yeah, honestly the the impact it has and the thing is it doesn't even just affect well you know you don't need me to tell you this but not just your training but also your like nutrition requirements um your just day-to-day life it has a massive impact so yeah yeah, just i really really wanted to sort of further my knowledge on that really what what first got a little bit more into that as well yeah what Um, first got you into that like what what was the main thing sorry i'm asking you loads of questions and we were going to do one on the other but i'm just going with it that's right yeah what um yeah what first got you into doing like looking into that sort of side of things yeah of course so very early on um i sort of realized how much of a part it has Mm. um especially like most of my clients are female um i think like 80 percent of my clients are female um and i realized it so early on and i also noticed that it's a very taboo subject um, it's very rare to hear from a man. I mean, on the course that I did, there was like 120 people that did this course. I was one of four men that was doing it. 
Oh, wow. um, I don't know, it's a bit bizarre, but um, I just, something that affects my client's lifestyle so much, I needed to educate myself on it. Yeah. Um, and being a man, obviously, I don't have one. <laughs> so I can never talk from an experience point of view. Um, I can never sort of like, you know, I can, I, ju- I just look at it as a coaching point of view and how I can help my client with it. Yeah. And sort of manage it on a day to day basis. Um, but it's just, it's crazy. I mean, they don't even teach you this on a level three, uh, sorry, level three personal training course. And like when over half the population are female, it's mad. Yeah. Um, so I just, it kind of, it almost sort of annoyed me at the start. Like, hang on a minute. How come no one's talking about this? How come it's not like a known thing? And obviously it's becoming more and more sort of taught, um, but even from an early age, people just aren't made very aware of it. And like yeah. I remember just back in school when they used to separate the boys and the girls. That yeah, they did, it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just and it's crazy. And I, and I think that it's there's a lot of coaches out there that don't understand it. And then that's only going to affect their client. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just thought to myself, right, you've, you've got to do something about this. You've got to sort of learn as much as you possibly can. And I goodness me I don't know everything about it at all um and I would always put my hand up and be like right you let's you know refer you to a specialist but so long as I know enough to help my clients I'm, I'm pretty happy with that yeah because I think especially when it comes to training and the fact that training can drop a little bit like energy levels and things like that I think is really important because I think a lot of women don't know that either so I have a lot no, of clients yeah, yeah. discussions with them like spoke about their luteal phase or their follicular phase or what happens yeah. to ovulation mm. and they don't even know what they had two different phases of their cycle. Yeah. It's not their fault. They've just never been taught this. And no. They like for you guys, it's just like the norm, if yeah. you like. Like you've yeah. just dealt with this your whole lives. You often go to the doctors. They just throw some contraception at you at a very early age. Yeah. And it's just it's all part of the norm. Whereas so. It's good to kind of get as much understanding on it as you can, really. Yeah, because I think as well with the contraception thing, us girls are just shoved into an early age on contraception. And I don't think we understand how important it is to have that natural cycle and understand that first. Like, I'm all for contraception, obviously, but I've actually come off mine now because I actually want to know my natural cycle. I want to know more. I want to get to know. And I think that's so important because with my first coach um, that I had, she sort of said about how important it is to sort of know what phases you're in and on a lot of contraception you don't know it's just covered you know you don't have a clue so when you're feeling a little bit sluggish or you're having this sort of cycle you won't know because it's just been covered so i think it's so important for us to go a little bit more natural that's it and everyone responds to different contraceptions differently Um, yeah i mean i've had a that just did not get on well with her combined pill that a doctor recommended her yeah um we, 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 you know, we said, oh, I've got her sent for some blood tests. Um, we got her in a completely different contraception. We got her cycle back under control. And it's just everyone, I think everyone that, and this comes down to nutrition training, so many people overlook that everyone's an individual. Yeah. But what? Yeah. Um, and it just, finding what suits you is going to be the key to success. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just think everyone needs to sort of realise that a little bit. No, I think that's really good. And I think it's really good. It kind of shows what coach you are because it shows that you you're, you look into every aspect and yeah, want to do you. that. So I think that's really good. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you want to ask me one question now. Yeah, so I'm, I'm also interested what got you into the industry. Well, I think for me, I 
was kind of always in I always done something so I used to dance or I used to do some level of movement I never sort of didn't do something um, but I never gymmed I, I didn't run I've never been kind of that kind of fitness it's been more dancing and sort of hobby based um, yeah. but then for me dancing kind of I just went off I kind of got to the age where I was like 14 and I wanted to just socialise with your friends you know what you, you get to that age where you just don't really do anything um, yeah but then for me, mental health was like the biggest thing that got me into it. So I remember sort of at an age where I was really, really struggling with um, anxiety. And then I kind of thought, right, well, I went to the doctors, didn't know what to do. It was kind of a bit of a shock for me because I've been quite a confident um, child, I suppose. Um, so the doctor said to me, you know, go out there and get running, which was good advice at the time. But obviously I couldn't really just go out for a run because I had no idea what I was doing. Two, I was too embarrassed to go out for a run. Um, and I just I just really didn't want to. So luckily enough, my parents brought me, bless them at the time, because running machines are not cheap. Um, but they brought me a running machine. And every night I used to just go on. I used to walk mainly. Um, and I would say that was the first thing that made me enjoy fitness because I realised how good I felt after. And it really was sort of gain. I was gaining in confidence from that. Um, yeah. But as you get a little bit older, you kind of, I don't know, I went down the road of drinking, smoking, that kind of thing. So I was very unhealthy for a very long time, which then, you know, as it does, turns your mental health the other way. It got worse again. Yeah, so, but then I, I met my now boyfriend who really got me into going to the gym. I always used to go to the gym, but just go on the run machine. I'd just walk on the run machine. I was so embarrassed of like being sweaty making my hair a mess or even just having rosy cheek which is to me now just looks so or sounds so stupid um but it was intimidating to go into the weight section because i had no idea what i was doing so my now boyfriend like he used to come in with me he used to show me things and we used to go to the gym together and i think that's what started it and i couldn't keep going with him because it just wasn't sustainable like we worked different hours and and things like that so I started going on my own and I started just throwing myself in at the deep end and going in the weight section, but it wasn't easy. I've probably made a million mistakes on that road, but I think that was the main thing. It was mental health. I did it for that because if the way it makes you feel after and the confidence it gives you is just undeniable. It, it really it does help. And I think that is the main reason I'm still into it now. Really? Absolutely. I've always said to if people start focusing more on the like just the mental health benefits, the they stop caring about if you stop caring about what you look like, yeah. if you stop worrying about that being your goal and what the scale's telling you, if you start thinking of just right, I'm going to improve my general fitness, I'm going to aim to get stronger, I'm going to aim to improve my mental health, mm. the rest all just falls into place. You will look better. Like it's it's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. You just set your priorities a little bit differently. Um, mm. and I love that with the mental health side of things, because I think that is again, people don't realise how like coincide the two are with fitness and mental health yeah because i think as well like a lot of people think that it's just you know it i couldn't at the same time when i had the anxiety nutrition was a big thing for me because i couldn't eat because i just felt sick all the time from anxiety i didn't eat so i I, the only thing i would eat is like things like quavers or skips because they smelted in my mouth because i couldn't i had this thing where i couldn't eat so people think that you go to the gym because you want to lose weight or you want to whatever. But actually, I was going to the gym to gain weight because I'd had such a hard time with nutrition. And I think 
there's a little bit of negativity out there with tracking foods and things like that because it becomes a little bit obsessive or some would say but actually I think it's the opposite for me because I actually enjoyed it so much it got me in such a routine of looking after myself and things like that that actually the gym and then tracking my foods was not obsessive for me it made me gain weight yeah it was just it it improved everything eating disorders it helped you yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm just so i'm, I'm so healthier now which then in turn helps the mental health side of things so Absolutely. yeah it, it is the mass it is so such a big difference it really is and that's what i try and help people like that's sort of why i got my studio because i know some people find it really intimidating in the gym because i did for a long time i was lucky enough to have some support but that's why I've got the studio where I'm kind of on my own and, and people come into one-to-one sessions and sort of do that where they don't feel intimidated and they can hopefully then take that into a gym, um, yeah. what they've learned. So, that's yeah. Exactly like, I, I literally had a new client yesterday and I'm a massive advocate of weight training. Um, yeah. Massively so. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially in females. And I had one that she was just so nervous. And oh, it was just like, okay, not a problem. Let's go upstairs. We'll do stuff up there. And it's just, again, okay, like, uh, and that's the benefit of you having the studio. And I, I love that. It's just because what it's like driving a car, isn't it? You can't, you've got to learn to drive a car. Yeah. And that's an analogy I use a lot. And it's the same with weight training. And I remember, like, the first time I went in, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> and, you know, the more people realize, like, no one's actually looking at you. We're all just worried about ourselves. Yeah. And you, <laughs> it's great to have sort of that location of yours that you can just sort of teach them. You can mm-hmm. teach them to drive, and then they can go off and they can drive on their own. And yeah. it's exact, and it's just with with that they can learn how to lift, learn the basics, which is massively overlooked. People are always looking far too into things when it's just good to stick with the basics. Get, yeah. Get movements nailed down and just repeat them. And then they're going to have the confidence to go in the weight room on their own. And it's so lovely. You'll, you'll agree with it. It's like seeing a client sort of sort of grow. It feels like you're freeing them from the nest. Yes. <laughs> like the first time that they train on their own, it's brilliant. And I've always said a good PT is one you don't need forever. It's yeah. like our job is to educate our clients and improve how they lift, you know, teach them. And then eventually they will just know how to do it on their own. Yeah, and um, that's the thing, I think, because, you know, personal training isn't cheap. But I never expect clients to, you know, be with me forever. You know, I never get upset when they leave. If, if anything, if they start going to the gym by themselves, that's for me everything that I do what I do for because yeah, I want them to... Yeah, exactly. I just want them to have confidence to go into a gym because I really did struggle with that. And, and the weight section for me was intimidating. And I think this... I'm not going to say the gym that I went to, but the specific gym that I actually entered doesn't yeah. support women in the weight section i don't think so no. obviously the gyms that you go to they're really good for that you know and there are other gyms that do support that but there's just this one specific that i wouldn't and i don't recommend to my clients so and that's it there are it's like anywhere there's good gyms there's bad gyms there's good pts there yeah. are lots of bad pts yeah but it's like you know we're not obviously we don't need to go into real bodies too much but that's that's why i do love real bodies and yeah maybe we're like we are just a nice little family gym. We just, and no one really, obviously people worry when they go in there, but it doesn't have that intimidating feeling. And obviously it's going to sound like I'm biased because I work there, but there are plenty of gyms that I could be working at 
but I sort of wanted real bullies for that exact reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a family feel, um, isn't it? It's exactly. Uh, you know. A lot of gyms are like that now, and people stop putting up with the sort of like intimidating zone and the and the arseholes that train that way. And I think that they sort of divided off into their own gyms, and um, yeah, it, it, everyone's going to attract their individual audience, aren't they? Yeah. Um, um, but you just got to be careful. And one bad gym experience can really put a person off, which yeah. is such a shame. Yeah, because I think that's another reason why I trained to be a PT, because I did have a couple of incidents where people were, like, being friendly, I suppose. It was actually them trying to help and trying to, yeah. to be nice, but they were kind of intimidating me a little bit, like telling me how to do something. And that can go one way. When they're not a PT themselves that can go that can make you feel like you never want to do that thing again because you've been doing it wrong um so it made me think you know what i'm going to become pt and then i won't have anyone telling me how to do stuff (laughs) but um yeah i i i'm really sure that they were being really nice it's just sometimes i think you do have to let people come to you if they want to ask you questions and that's fine but telling people what to do in the gym isn't always the um the best thing God, to do yeah. even as pts like you know it's i always help as many people in the gym as i can but yeah. you have to be careful you don't want to ever make someone feel like crap for it so. no yeah you've got to do it in a nice sort of way so yeah and um to be honest that is probably why i wanted to be a pt and then it just sort of stemmed into people what feeling comfortable i think as well you've got to have a PT that you feel comfortable with if you don't then it's not going to work you've got and everyone's going to feel differently with different people um yeah you've got to find that that comfortable place to go because you've got to push yourself and if you're not comfortable you're not going to push yourself so no, yeah yeah exactly there are there are um so i'm going to ask you one more question because we are hitting on quite 18 minute mark we've gone yeah, quite far yeah. we're going to do a two-part guys because me and ashley are able to waffle on about the fitness industry all day long <laughs> i know i can't believe it's been <laughs> it's literally been 18 minutes already and i can't believe well, it because i feel like yeah. we've not talked for long um so i'll ask you this last question um yeah. what are your main goals that you're working towards right now so this is quite a big question actually so you might want to half it i don't know how you feel but okay, physique and yeah, physique and business wise. Cool. Okay, so I don't know if any of your followers might follow me. I'm not sure, but I've just been in a pretty heavy, heavy dieting phase, very similar to what you're doing in preparation yeah. for a photo shoot. Yeah. Um, I did that as a goal, and obviously just for my business, um, I sort of reverse dieted out of that for a little while, um, and now I'm in a bit of a tidy up stage, shall I say, because <laughs> food did get the better of me after being quite restricted for so long, yeah. and I'm never going to pretend to be a PT that um, just eats chicken and broccoli their whole life, like, I love food. <laughs> <laughs> I think all PTs do, don't they? We actually love food. Yeah, like, don't let anyone tell you otherwise, they're just lying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm sort of in a bit of a tidy up phase now until the end of August, uh, I want to drop a little excess body fat, and then me and my coach have decided I'm going to be going into a pretty intense gaming phase, um, trying to pile on some muscle tissue, um, and then honestly, in hopefully next year, I will be stepping on stage for the first time oh, as wow. So mm. I'm buzzing for that. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, and so many people are anti physique on on Instagram nowadays. <laughs> I get that. Like, don't ever 
look up to these people and think, oh, I want to look like that. And, you know, like, I mean, it's good to aspire to be someone. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it's affecting you and you should never choose six pack over being happy. Are we talking about a certain person that uploaded on Instagram over the week? Oh, yeah, and I love him. Yeah, but we won't say his yeah, name, but I yeah. I saw the stories yesterday, he wound me up. And I just think everyone is doing their own fitness goals. Like, it's yeah. all down to you as an individual, whether you are a crossfitter, powerlifter, a bodybuilder, a physique developer, a bikini modelist, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. people just shouldn't judge. And, like, if I want to go to the extremes of stepping on a stage then I'll do that. But I'm never going to encourage my clients to do that, like, unless they want to, of course. Like, but that, that's my own personal goal, and I'm very much looking forward to it. And it's hard. You're, you're in a prep now. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're probably a bit moodier than, than most people because we are hungry, yeah. and we are a little bit more tired. And it is arguably not that healthy. However, it's a goal, and it's always great to work towards a goal, no matter yeah. what it is. Well, that's what I think. I, I do think, like, I aspire, the people that do it are like, wow, because that is dedication, and that is hard work all year round, like, not even in just prep. Like, all year round, you're eating yeah. a surplus to gain tissue, you know. You're so, doing that all year round. And for me, I think that that's something special. If you can do that, you've got the dedication, and you've got the motivation to do that. It's just, yeah. it's just amazing. And obviously, and again, you have good bodybuilders and you have bad bodybuilders. And yeah. I, I just think it's like that of anything. But um, that's my own personal goals in terms of physique. Yeah. Um, I don't ever, like, I have never said to a single person, oh, you should step on stage. Like, that's not okay. Even my own coach didn't say that to me. Like, I had to ask him because he's such a great coach. He would never encourage one of his clients to do it. Yeah. It has to come Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we could probably go, we could do a whole other podcast on this alone. I know. <laughs> but, but yeah, in terms of in my own training at the minute, I just like to focus on the now. I like, I've got a goal in mind, but I am very much looking forward to being a calorie surplus and not being hungry for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm buzzing for that. I so know. I think that's the thing as well. Like, you don't have to. You don't have to sort of be a PT or coach that steps on stage, but you can if you want to. I think it's literally yeah. you. You can do whatever you like, and I think because you have like the, the the sort of things to do it, you can actually go ahead and do that and smash that. But at the same time, as long I think people can be a little bit narrow minded in the sense of oh, you do this and you don't eat and blah blah blah. But actually, they don't know the half of it. They really don't. Yeah. And they don't. And they don't. people you know they just don't understand bodybuilding and again that's fine if they don't that's that's not a problem and but it's just it's not for everyone but i'm just i'm very excited as well it's my first it will be my first show and you know what i could get to the end of it and go jesus i'm never doing that again that's bloody horrible <laughs> yeah until I do it, i'm not gonna know and i'm just looking forward to it regardless yeah so yeah that, that's that um should we should we pause it now and yeah maybe we talk a bit more about everything else in a second yeah yeah so we'll end the podcast now um we're going to be filming straight after this part two so stay tuned for that um but everyone thank you for listening today and thank you for ben for coming on but stay tuned for part two looking forward to it